objective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. Jared, it's Chuck Norris. Mm. I think you are a little dirty on this. I believe it's a slightly... It, its reputation is... Unwarranted? Not, yes, possibly unwarranted. <laughs> I'm talking about Code of Silence. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Jared, this has been considered his best film. Is that right? In most, in a few people's minds. Well, I wouldn't say most. I'd okay. say a few. Certain, certain circles. Certain circles that measure that this is his best film. So it'll be an interesting one to cover. Before we get to that, a little bit up or down, Jared. A couple of trailers dropped. The first one is for Netflix's Army of the Dead, um, which comes out on the 21st of May on Netflix. I am all in. Mm. I have bought up every bit of Zack Snyder stock I can find. Uh, yeah. The and trailer I, looks fucking fantastic. And as I said, like, his stock is, it's it's just soared recently with his, you know, the, the reception to the his cut of, the, of Justice League. So you've bought, you've I, bought high. I, <laughs> I have bought at the perfect time. Is that fair to say? Have I bought Snyder back when I should have? <laughs> Because I, I sold the bloke off of Man of Steel. <laughs> you probably should have bought it three months ago. And then yeah. you know, you'd be soaring on True, I would. If only the dead um, plays out, you'd be... You'd... I'd, be I'd be loving life. Yeah. I um, mean, I, look, I have made some bad decisions in my time. Yeah. Still got a little bit of McG stock floating around, but I'm waiting, I'm waiting on that to sort of, you know, to mature. I, I shorted McG, I think. <laughs> No, no. I bought a little bit, then I sold as soon as the babysitter movies kind of... Look, look. With Snyder, he's been fucking wallowing in superhero stuff for way too long. This trailer looks like Dawn of the Dead, which is where we first sort of saw his his directorial skills. But the trailer just looks awesome. And I love the way it's it's put to The Gambler. Yeah, that was cool. Ken Rogers. uh, And then they sort of play with the music a little bit. Yep. It just looks awesome, and I'm like, I'm a I'm a bit of a Dave Batista fan. Long better range than The Rock, I believe. Jared, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, I may have said that sometimes in the past. I think that's wrong, <laughs> but but I like Batista, mate. There's still an argument there for it. Yeah, put it out there. We can. I think we need to actually have a, have a crack at this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. who's got the better range? Yep. Batista. Well, you've just come out of Stuba, so you can see the comedic <laughs> true, range is there. So the comedic range was there. It looks like a sort of an ensemble cast, and some of the action, there's just the snippets of the action you saw, looked great. And I do love the idea of a zombie tiger. Yes. <laughs> oh, yep. cool. But overall, I am super high on this. Yeah. It looks like pretty straightforward stuff, but still an idea that could, could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like just, you know, saying you've got to go in and, and get this from a city that's just infested by zombies. Yeah. It's simple, but could work really well. I you think. had a slight concern that the yeah. idea of zombies that are uh, smart and fast and well, not the organised, the fast stuff. Like I, I've I've liked fast zombies in in particular things. I've just never ever come across the zombies getting smarter done in a fashion that I liked. Mm. I just think it, it it goes completely opposite to what what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be fucking mindless and it works against the running stuff too, but I have I have thought the running has been okay, but mm. I've just never seen zombies getting smarter and, and doing things like that 
done well yet. Has, it hasn't been in a lot of films, though, right? No, it hasn't been in a ton. I've seen it in a handful of things. Obviously, Romero had a little bit of a crack at it with yeah. Land of the Dead, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and that didn't work at um, all. I think there was a bit of it in Day of the Dead as well, wasn't it? There's some sequences where they, they have one of them listening to music and stuff mm. like that. And, yeah, not, not getting smarter, but perhaps you know, yeah, they yeah. have some... Function, yeah, of some kind. Uh, that Day of the Dead, I don't, I don't mind. I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I did enjoy that. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. This whole, it seemed in the trailers that there was possibly zombies organising in groups and shit like that, which I'm, I'm highly sceptical there. Yeah, okay, that's that's the uh, really the only things I've seen in the trailer where I thought. <sighs> Okay, I might have to... Uh, Drop thought, Snyder stock immediately. Well, you know, when you called me up and said, I'm purchasing Snyder, you want in? I'm kind of like, yeah, I might just hang back on that one. <laughs> I just, I just no way, up. you should be buying stock when you were watching Justice League, for God's sake. Yeah. Once again, you've made a poor call as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, I probably have. It's a definite up for me. Yeah. I think it looks great, and I think there's a lot to like here. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm the same. And it's good to see him back into something different. Like, mm. I think the fact that he's made, he made how many superhero movies in a row? Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Justice, Justice League. League. He hadn't made Even a film before movie. that. He did Watchmen and Sucker Punch was oh, yeah, kind, kind of, of in that realm, right? So, even 300, you would say, was kind of somewhat in that type of style. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of been there for a while, and I just it's good to see him back into something that seems to be... Yeah, you know, a little different. So I'm I'm there for that. Yep. The other definitely. big one was uh, Fast Nine. Yes. Now I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to be <laughs> honest, and I've been honest on the podcast before. I have not seen these films. No. So I am not going to start laying the slipper into people saying, "Oh, these movies are stupid." But the trailer <laughs> looks like Six Underground. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the laws of fucking physics, mate. Yeah. Not- yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand that you're suspending disbelief, but to me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, and I understand fun, a good fun time in the, in the cinema, but you're, 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 you're getting me to swallow the laws of physics don't really exist, <laughs> and also no one ever fucking dies. So yeah. I never feel any... What am I there for? <laughs> that's the question. Well... Is it the cast? You're right. The only, the only one that's kind of stayed dead in the series is... Unfortunately, Unfortunately Paul, Paul Walker because yeah. he died for real, which yeah. is very sad, obviously. Yes, but exactly. And again, yeah, I, I guess so. You meant I'm not being harsh. I'm just trying to understand because I don't feel like with those two things working against me, why am I there? Yeah. So I guess the difference for me is with Six Underground, the set pieces were just incoherent, incoherent, Correct. just rubbish. And fast, the fast series has had a couple of those, but since they've hit, you know, from from five onwards. The reason that gives me optimism for sequences like that magnet scene mm. is something like the bank vault scene, mm. where it went for ages, but it was super well constructed. It was fucking exhilarating, mm. which I, I can't, you know, obviously I couldn't say for Six Underground. I, I hated Six Underground. So there is potential for it to get to that level, but I think the difference for me is that the Fast series has a certain amount of runs on the board. Now, your oh. mileage for that varies, you know. Some people would have gone into Hobbs and Shaw and just just rolled their eyes from minute one and, and stayed that way for the whole movie. Mm. I was up and down. I enjoyed it. I did have issues where I was sitting there going, oh, come on, you know, a couple of times. But we've fucking sailed past that point with the yeah. Fast series. 
I guess the issue comes in with the escalation. If you keep trying to outdo yourself, eventually you just sit there going, ah, we've seen it all before. I mean, I guess the, the, the similar, I guess the similar argument would be to the Mission Impossible mm. films. Now, the last one I saw was Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because from everything I've been told, Jared, and again, the Fast films have have been very well received. The last few Fast films. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're badly badly reviewed, but the last thing I heard is that the the last Mission Impossible was the best one. Yeah, I saw I saw that, and it was Fall fucking out. awesome. It was bloody awesome, yeah. And there's something to be said for that too. The same thing exists. The laws of physics are fucking yeah, yeah. And then nobody gets hurt. But I don't know what's the difference. I'd more, I'd more, I'd rather go to a Mission Impossible film. Yeah, is it I is mean, it that these are they're better written? Is it Tom Cruise? Well, as opposed to Vin Diesel, I'll take Cruise. No, but I guess look, the thing for me is the Fast series. I mean, if you'd have told me the fourth one was uh, the the fifth one, sorry, was going to be the best one, mm. I'd have fucking laughed in your face after <laughs> I'd watched the first Fast and the Furious. I would have been. By the time we get to part five, I'll be so fucking sick of this series. Yeah. So they pivoted but nicely. They pivoted nicely. They pivoted to this heist game and and pulling off these big schemes because they went for these. It was a bit of a combo there you, with people like The Rock. Mm. You can throw a few of the, the action sequences in that don't have to be in cars, obviously. Mm. So I think that's where they found a really nice medium between that sort of stuff and the car chases and the yeah. heists and things like that. Yeah. It wasn't so much. See, for me, the, the series, I'm, I'm not all that into cars. So when it was constant racing of cars, yeah. that did me in for a little bit. When they got out of that and got into the heists and, the, you know, you can take that shit anywhere. Mm. You can take that on ice with submarines at it. You know? <laughs> I guess, again, James Bond, yeah, well, similar situation. It's a little bit of that. I just think... They've added some real quality actors to the series too. Yes. Like when you've got the Charlize Theron's and the Kurt Russells and those sort of people coming back, it it helps. It yes, helps. It does help. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Question for you: Mission Impossible or Fast and Furious? If you had, to, if it, I put a gun to you, um, are we talking which one? Which one I'd would you watch? watch yeah. Or which one? I'd have to say I think Mission Impossible is more consistent, but I'd probably watch Fast Five over. Any of them. Any of the Mission Impossible. I mean, look, I'm only asking because, and I know we've dragged this out many times, I'm only asking because <clears throat> there's something about these fast movies that just don't seem to, I don't gravitate towards. you got to get to the, you got to get to the fifth. Every time I see a trailer for one, I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah, because they focus on, they focus on the big set pieces. Yeah. You don't get what's in between. And don't get me wrong, I like John Cena. Yeah. He's a good addition. That was a big problem for me in the first one. When we the first trailer, we found out that it's, yeah, it's yeah. his brother. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Anytime that's mentioned, yeah. I think one of my problems is Diesel. Yeah, I don't like Diesel. The Rock helped with that, and now yeah. he's not in the ones with Diesel. So the problem with Diesel is I just he's he's just not that compelling an actor. And he might get up and he might get up in the club and sing a tune for you this time though. If he does that, I'll be there. <laughs> I'd be more likely to go to that. <laughs> Sorry. No, what I mean about Diesel is, as soon as he comes in that trailer with that with his voiceover, I'm just like, oh. yeah, yeah, this Same. guy. 
and he's sort of over sort of wanky kind of things he spouts. Whereas I'm happy to see Ludacris and Tyrese act like a pair of yeah, fuckwits. Right. Like that, that had I, me, I, I got a slight chuckle out of that. I think that's where you get less diesel because there's other people in yes. there. So maybe. I think you need to Fast Five. You, you need to fast get on five. Fast Five and fast go five. from there. Yep. And that's then. Do then, I have to watch Hobbs and Shaw? Yes. Fuck. Because <laughs> I saw that on Netflix and I immediately went, <laughs> like I'd eaten a fucking bad prawn. <laughs> you love <laughs> steak. Though. I love steak. Yeah, look, steak might give me this. Steak will get. Um, no, I think you do. I think you watch from yeah. five. Right, okay, I tell you what. Before, next episode, I will have watched Fast Five. Good. Fast Five, definitely. Yep. Is it on stand? Alright, it's I on one so. of them. Because <laughs> I'm not paying for it. I can tell you. Well, take the blue. Have you got the box? Take the blue okay, box. Good. I'll take that. Okay. My final word on that. This, the reason why I think Mission Impossible actually gets me a little bit is Cruz fucking goes out of his way to be involved in these stunts to the nth degree. Yeah. So it it is real somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's tweaked. Yep. Don't get me wrong. But the guy's fucking the guy hanging, is fucking hanging off planes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm actually going from building to building. Ah, uh, that guy's fucking close. To, like he's close to death. Yeah. Like I actually feel for him. <laughs> yes. I think he's he is actually there. Yeah, correct. So maybe it takes away a little bit of that suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I'm not saying I I, I don't like the Mission Impossible movies. The the recent ones have reeled me right back in because I was kind of on and off, but. Yeah, I'm... Fuck, Mission Impossible 2. It's fucking dog's <laughs> yeah, breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was. But from then on, it's actually... It's it's fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, the silliness of the Fast series can get me in sometimes. Like you said, I don't mind a bit of Ludacris and Tyrese, you know, yeah. ripping on each other yeah, and that I've sort done, of thing. I, I yeah. found that bit the most enjoyable part of the trailer. Yeah. All right. That's the end of that. Let's take a break. And here's the trailer for uh, Code of Silence. Eddie Cusack is a good cop, having a bad day. Brothers, I promise you blood for blood. The toughest cop in the world just got tougher. Chuck Norris, Code of Silence, rated R. Starts this Friday at a theater near you. Code of Silence, 1985, directed by Andrew Davis, who directed The Fugitive. It's produced by Raymond Wagner, who produced Turner and Hooch. The story is by Michael Butler, who wrote Pale Rider, and Dennis Shayrak, who wrote The Gauntlet, both Clint Eastwood pictures. The screenplay is by Butler, Shayrak, and Mike Gray, who wrote The China Syndrome. There's also uncredited writing by John Mason. And the only thing I could find with him is he wrote an episode of the Starman TV series. Obviously, you bring in the best when you're doing uncredited <laughs> rewrites. But. It stars Chuck Norris as Eddie Cusack, Henry Silver as Louis Camacho, Bert Ramsden as Commander Cates, and Mike Genovese as Tony Luna. The budget was $7 million. The box office was $20 million. And the script was originally offered to Clint Eastwood as the fourth Dirty Harry film. Hmm. Clint would have gone, what's this fucking police <laughs> robot shit? <laughs> yeah. He would have. Yeah, pass. <laughs> Correct. 
Uh, people like you've clean enough credit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared, come on. Give it to me about Code of, code of Silence. Okay, so <laughs> it's not that bad overall, but I think the th- the thing that got me all twisted <laughs> up was that hearing this is this is the best Chuck Norris has to offer. I mean, me and you have discussed at length. Roger Ebert gave this movie three and a half out of four. He was on something that was being dealt in the film, I believe, <laughs> because there's no way in hell it's a three and a half out of four. I've got plenty of respect for what Roger Ebert is throwing out there, but he's just off on that one. It's not even close to that. Where do you few, sit with it? There's a few few large issues. Look, it's a it's a serviceable serviceable little story. They develop a couple of little, you know, a couple of scenes that are, are worthwhile. Chuck has he doesn't bring enough to the table as an actor to carry this sort of shit. I mean, it's not. It, it's a. It's a thriller, and he didn't thrill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not his wheelhouse, really, because he's. There's not enough opportunities. What is his to, wheelhouse? Well, <laughs> he's got to be. In, he's got to be fighting someone every five minutes, basically. <laughs> True. That's where he lives. This one didn't have it, so you rely on the acting performance, which Ebert was fucking going on about about how it's oh, it's, a, it's a subtle Eastwood like effort. I'm kind of on on the other end of the scale. It's like that's all that Chuck can give you. It's not that he's holding back and being subtle. It's that he he's not an actor. So that for me was a big big sort of issue. I don't mind so much that it's it's a thriller, but if you take it to Chuck Norris, you got to find a few opportunities for him to to belt people. I just found <laughs> there was there was a lot of there was a lot of. Chasing people and stuff like that that wasn't all that exciting. That didn't um, end with like foot in ass. That's right. Which and the, it should have. You know, the, the much vaunted sort of rooftop train sequence is pretty average. Yeah. It's directed fairly well, but it's not all that exciting. So, look, serviceable. Is that another e- uh, Ebert comment about how it was a very oh, impressive I think it was in thing? there, but someone else mentioned it. It was definitely in one of the reviews that I'd, I'd come across. Because <clears throat> I've actually got some. I've got some thoughts on that. Yeah. Solid cast of, of uh, dependable actors. A lot of them we see in The Fugitive. Yeah. It's interesting. It does help. I reckon I'm at two and a half. Two and, and a that's, half. That's pretty, I reckon that's pretty generous. Well, I, like you, think the ingredients are actually there for a decent action thriller. Mm. Right? But it never quite gets out of second gear. Like... The corruption elements are there, which I think would have been really intriguing to kind of dig into that. Yeah, but and it we, sets up a nice little yeah end to the to the piece. Exactly. So the the pieces are kind of there, but they're just they don't really fit together, and and the film's kind of in second gear for most of it. The action scenes at times, so a couple of them do have a bit of excitement; they crackle a little, but a couple of them are just boring. And one of them is that fucking scene on top of the train. Yeah. Which I know how it was 1985 and, and, you know, like things weren't done quite the same way they're done now, where you can, you can use a little bit of CGI and you can, yeah, can make it seem like things are going to hit each other. Like they can really ramp it up. Yeah. But, you know, I think of something like French Connection. I mean, mm. fuck, 
That guy's driving through the middle of town. <laughs> I mean, that's not, talk about the Wild West. No one knew those guys were making a movie. Yeah. Yep. And that is great. That is fantastic to watch. And this, you know, things like the, the train sequence, Just, I just remember sitting, I was just sitting there going, fuck, get on with it. Yeah. Or, you know, why can you inject a bit of excitement with a well-choreographed well sequence? On top of that. Yeah. Thing. And then just the inclusion of a fucking armoured robot. Oh, I don't, don't even get me started. It is just a head scratcher. All I could think of was, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, this is Robocop. Yeah. Like, it just, it was ludicrous. <laughs> but taking it all into account, a little bit more care with some of the set pieces and perhaps a better actor in the lead role, and it would have been a much better proposition. But unfortunately, it's to me, it's only two out of five. Two? That's where I was. I actually rewatched some of it <laughs> for some reason. I went I down. Like I was I, at two and a half. Yeah, I feel like I missed a couple of things, so I went and re- sort of rewatched parts of it. Oh, yeah, I went up. So. Shit. I'm not going up anymore, I can tell you that, that much. three? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. But can you get to three and a half? Snake eyes, baby. <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> Maddie can get the snake eyes on anything, I think, can't he? Yeah, yeah. But he couldn't get the snake eyes on the fly. No. <laughs> I can tell you, I watched it with Maddie the first time I watched it. The Escada Stylus? Yep. It's, it was definitely not a Snake Eyes style affair. <laughs> I reckon he would have been about a half. Oh, really? <laughs> was he that upset? Maybe a one. Maybe a one. He wasn't God, happy with it. Jesus, Matty. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I felt some of his pain, that's for sure. Okay, let's have a crack at the likes. Good cast. Yeah. Of, of serviceable sort of B actors yep. that you can get something out of. Dennis so Farina. Dennis, Dennis Farina. You see a little bit of John Mahoney there when he's... um. He rolls the robot out. Yeah. Uh, you got Henry Silver. Unfortunately, Henry doesn't get much to do, but... No. I believe Dennis Farina was still a working policeman at this point, too, wasn't was he? Was he? I think so. Fuck, maybe they should have put him in the main yeah. role. <laughs> well, I think they... Uh, I, I think it works because you see a little a little bit of the kind of back and forth at, at the cop bar and things yeah. like that, and I think it comes from a bit of a... comes from a place where I, I don't think he was the only one that had police experience... In the, yeah, in a few the of those actors might have. And it gives it a little bit of realism. Yeah, and it, it actually gives those scenes, those some of those parts are, are what kind of makes the film a cut above what you would normally expect from Mr Norris. So. Yeah, but good, solid, recognisable actors that give the performance that you kind of expect. Yep. So solid. I actually like the opening credit sequence because it kind of gives us a little bit of Chicago. So shows a few shots of the Chicago, the key parts of Chicago. Yeah. So we get a little sense of the environment. We get a little sense of where we are. You know, they use something similar in Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Start of Beverly Hills Cop with Detroit. So I was happy with that. Kind of gives us almost the city's one of the characters. Yeah. You know, the train is a key player and will come back in and all that sort of stuff. So I, I was happy with all that. Yeah. And it leads into that first sequence of the film, which is actually pretty good. Yeah. Them sort of all undercover. I really like that sequence, um, actually. And, you know, the, the deal going down and then the, bit of the element of the kind of the other group inserting themselves in the middle of it. Yeah. And pulling their kind of little heist. Yeah, I, the opening sequence is fucking excellent. Yeah, yeah. I was 15 deep thinking they're correct. 
Yeah, and yeah. they they really started they to steered me right. They really set up things nicely. I mean, they, in the midst of that, they set up the corruption that's going to lead to Norris doing it on his own at the end, mm. which is all pretty good. That first fifteen minutes, pretty happy with that. Yeah. Also, there's a mullet from hell. There is. Absolute cracker. It is. Some low-level thug It is involved in the drug deal. It's got to be one of the top five I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. In real life, on film. It's a spiky mullet, but it also tapers down the back. It's fucking huge. (laughs) It goes down halfway down his back. (laughs) It's a party that's gone on for a week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's a fucking rage out. It's not just a... Yeah. It's a festival. It's fucking... Business up front in a fucking festival it's out back. Fucking Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, we've got Burning Mullet fucking going on at the back. And it's, it's party time. Yeah, that one they burn a giant mullet in the <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but it is. It is. I'd have to say it's it's top five of of the mullets that I can I can remember. Is it better than Gibson? Lethal weapon. I reckon it's we better. <laughs> I reckon it's better. Hey, uh, it's got Gibson covered. The reason being is because it's kind of got a Pat Benatar kind of look. Pat Benatar, and, not <laughs> and you would talk about um, you would talk about Gibson's acting. This bloke, you would not talk about anything other than the mullet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd be going, "What's that thing there?" <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even know his name. name. Yeah, I don't even know his name. <laughs> Sorry, All I the mullet. That's the only. <laughs> that's the defining feature of the bloke. And he looked like he. He'd recently played a gig with Hart. <laughs> yeah, it looked like that via WWF in the 80s to really kind of spruce things up and take it up a notch. You know, you take the mullet up, you know, a few notches and really accentuate. That's kind of what it looks One like. One of the great mullets of our time. That it's is absolute superb. Cracker. One, of the, one of the other um, things that got me giggling... I don't know, I made myself laugh. It was I was just thinking when Chuck was a garbage man. Look, he he looks uncomfortable dumping garbage, which is you know, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because he dumped plenty of it on video shelves at around this time. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have thought he'd be very fucking handy as a garbage man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> his bin was chock full of Chuck Norris videos. <laughs> Yeah, I would have thought he'd have been right at home, right yeah. in the back of a garbage truck. Yeah. I think if you look at the side of the garbage truck, it probably says Cannon Picture Suppliers. <laughs> They're doing supply runs to the video stores around town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I must admit, when I saw him delivering garbage, I thought fucking exactly what I expected. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, good on you, Chuck. Now... You said you you mentioned a bit about killing the kid and playing the gun. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. Yeah, and the idea that the young cop saw it. Yes, and then basically backed him. Yeah, well, that stuff is is um. It's as solid as you get in any kind of sort of thriller, especially back then. Yeah, absolutely. And then the idea that he he would go to Chuck and because I mean- Chuck's uncorrupt. You know, you can't corrupt. Yeah. He's a garbage man. He's He's not a cop. That's right. He doesn't doesn't have, yeah. And they they set that up pretty nicely. They kind of go, he's over the top as as a cop, but still 
believable enough. Mm. Like the way that he's fucking swilling grog before the, the you know, the, yeah. before the, the shit goes down and then when he, you know, when it, when they're coming into the scene, you see him fucking, he can barely get a stride up and he's breathing heavy. Mm. And then he does that and you're like, this is the worst fucking cop yeah. in history, but he's a good enough actor to carry off those next scenes about him and the other bloke. I can't remember his name. Brennan, is it? Yeah. How they kind of... They're constantly bringing up that um, Chuck's the fucking white knight and, yeah. and, and you can't, you know, you can't, you can't do it. And, and they start painting it to the other guys on the crew as, oh, he doesn't have our backs and that sort of shit. I, I dug that. I thought it all worked well. You can't corrupt the bloke, but no. if you need a fucking bin full of videos <laughs> <laughs> in the back of a truck, he's, yeah. he's the man for that job. Yeah, Chuck was careful to stay out of the drugs and stuff, but he was peddling, <laughs> peddling videos. 70 mil worth of videos, I believe, you're told. <laughs> yeah. His net worth will ever be se- allegedly yeah. 70 million bucks. That's right. As you said, he doesn't have to worry about dickheads that is, like that us that laughing is, at his exactly, career because exactly. he's, he's rolling in it. Plus, just mind you, he does kick ass legitimately. He so does. He does. Not only has he got 70 million in the coffers, he could come around here and wallop the shit out of yeah. him. Well, as, as I read on an internet comment somewhere, you know, Chuck's not wearing a wig. He just kicked somebody else out of their hair. (laughs) (laughs) And took over. (laughs) So he might do that to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that. He doesn't want my hair. We've talked about my hair problems over the years. Yeah, well, he doesn't want your style. Mine, there's probably not enough of it to to, uh, satisfy me. He's not getting his money's worth by fucking kicking you through the wall. All right. Oh shit! The, the corruption stuff's fine. Like it, it's it works, right? And it, it actually services the story quite well. Mm. And I would have run more with that. Yeah, well, I think it's it works pretty well how it is. It probably, I don't know. It probably probably could have developed a bit more throughout to 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 make the ending have a little bit more of an impact, I guess, because you knew it was going to happen. From mm. You knew that was going to happen at some point. <clears throat> um, they were going to hang him out to dry. Sort yeah, of that's right. So I don't know. You could have tied that in somehow with the the hearing a little bit better rather than just kind of get to that conclusion. And look, and I'm not – Chuck's acting's going to come into dislikes. So I'm not saying it's good. But there are actually a couple of sequences, and I'll mention one of them here, but – when he he's that tough guy kind of shtick works. Yeah. Well, when Henry Silver tells him to we'll give you a Colombian necktie. Yeah. And he yeah, looks yeah. at him and goes, Give it to me now. Yeah. So and you kinda of know he's basically saying, You couldn't. You couldn't fucking give it to me. And he says I can't remember, he says something to someone in the bar. Yeah. When the guy says you shouldn't be here or something. Yeah. I can't remember what he says. He says, What well, you fucking make me leave or something like that. And I thought, Yeah, that's that's what we need from Chuck. <clears throat> but if I'm gonna give Chuck He's only acting da for his performance. I actually think he's quite believable in the hearing. When yeah. he talks about how, um, did you, you know, did you, you know, was what, I can't remember exactly how it's put. But no, they're basically. Talking about, do you feel he's, he's yeah. suitable? Yeah, and he's like, no, I don't. Yep. And, I, and I've, I've always stated that. Yep. <clears throat> you know, and I, I kind of think he actually brings a little bit of, Little bit of not nuance, I guess a little bit of nuance to the table because he he can kind of see he doesn't want to do this. Well, I think it's a case of Chuck can give you so much, 
but they worked the scene well enough that that was going to do, and it was yeah. going to do nicely. Yeah. So it they didn't fits try to, to his, It fits to his, what he can do. Yeah, definitely. Which I thought was quite good. And actually, it's interesting that they mentioned it was Clint Eastwood. Mm. He would have worked much better. Yeah, absolutely. This. Totally. Like his, if, you, if it wasn't a Dirty Harry picture, because I don't think it would have worked as a Dirty Harry film. Cause You're not dirty enough. It's not dirty enough. Also, <laughs> Dirty Harry's kind of too much of a tough guy. Yeah. Whereas I think something like Eastwood in some of the things like the Gauntlet and you know Tightrope and stuff like that, where he's kind of like a a cop with a bit of a you know a few problems, mm. might have worked here. Yeah, I think it probably <clears throat> probably could have. Eastwood's a better actor too. Correct. I actually got. Uh, I didn't mind the music. A bit repetitive. Bits kind of, of down the line, but it, sort it of jazzy took, you, kind of... took you to a place in time, mate. It was yeah. perfectly suited to that '80s cop flick that we were looking at here. So I was, I was very happy. Yeah, with I was that. very happy with that. So, I thought they got the the tone of that very nice. Mm. And in fact, again, coupled with a lot of the local Chicago kind of filming spots, you got a real sense. It it, it gave you Chicago, which yep. is was important, I think. I got a bit of a laugh at Molly Hagen showing up. Given that she is currently playing Walker's mother, yes. So I was kind of looking at that, going, "He's a well, the character's supposed to be a what, eighteen, nineteen year old or something like that." But I'm looking at it and I'm like, "She is now playing the mother of the rebooted oh, Chuck Norris character." Correct. <laughs> my my only one question there was, and I can only assume it was not, it was not considered meant to be romantic in any way. No. But there's a but sequence. It seemed like it was. Yeah, there's a sequence there where he goes in to see her after, you know, they've saved her. He saved yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she says, What are you. And, and if she's found out her whole family is dead. Yep. Which, again, great. To me, that's great stuff. Yeah. That, that, that builds stakes and it showcases that, you know. Yep. This, this, she now has nobody to turn to except him. Yeah. Well, and he's <laughs> the only one left that is going to be. Able, no one's going to be Sorry, able to give yeah, him a brown paper bag to... of cash and fuck him off. Well, that's right. They're, they're only going <laughs> to be able to get to her father through her because they killed everyone. Mm. So that S- makes it a more dangerous situation for her. Yeah. So I was all happy with that, and I think again, the the minimalist performance of Norris actually does work in that sequence mm. when he walks in and says, "I got you some tea." <laughs> <laughs> Just what I want when I found out my whole my whole family's yeah, yeah, dead, mate. Yeah, yeah. Cup of tea will yeah. fix that right up. Yeah. Oh, is this infused with a... Yeah. You've given me the good stuff. <laughs> Vanilla? <laughs> Lovely. Um, <laughs> no, and Norris understates it, which is fine, that, that sequence. Yep. But I just got a, I got a slight romantic vibe when, yeah, when yeah. she says, what do you do when when you've lost your people or whatever? Yeah, and he says you, you find, find you find you find someone new, or you find yeah. I got that too, and, and I then think, she kind of hugs him. Yeah, when you talk about things like that, maybe it was like meant to be like father figure. Yeah, yeah, I think and it, that's that's kind of what I got towards the end. But I think what Ebert was going for, or what Ebert was talking so, about, it is why he gives it three and a half. This is why he gives it three and a half. But I look at things like that, and I think. They've tailored it a little bit to Norris because they know he's not going to be the guy that's walking in there and giving you an emotional scene. And it, the, the character is crafted well enough that you believe that's how the guy acts. 
you know, they, they use the other guys in the cop sort of precinct to be over the top and kind of riffing with each other and taking shots at him, and he's just kind of level the whole way. And initially I had a bit of a dislike saying part of the character problem for me was he didn't really know Eddie Cusack. Yeah. But I kind of scratched it out when the guy that she's being looked after, when Norris finally gets to her, just gives us a little bit of background about his father and everything. Hmm. And it just does enough to kind of round it out. Yep. So, you know, a few a few kudos, a bit of kudos there Yep. for some effort to, as you say, and maybe this is where someone like Andrew Davis perhaps helped helped here, is to kind of find the right right way to shoot the bloke. Yeah. And, and, and not right way to kind of work him into sequences. Yep, I think um, so. And I think that it worked out okay. Agreed. When that bloke gets fucking, he throws that bloke off the boat. <laughs> goes <laughs> to see, goes to see um, Camacho or whatever. Tells him basically, "I'm coming for you." Yeah. Walks back out, and the guy's just coming back up. <laughs> After fishing himself out of the water to get smacked in the face again. Yeah. I was laughing my Magic. ass off. Because the guy actually on the the guy on the ladder, you see the facial expressions, you can say, Oh, you know, in his face says, Oh shit. And then Norris kind of looks at him for a second and then just whap a quick fucking jab to the jab to the bugle and off he goes again. Awesome. That was followed by one of my favourite scenes in the film. When those two fucking bozos try to hold up the bar. Yep. And the 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 way it works where they pull out guns and then everyone just turns on them, they're all cops, they've all got guns. Mm. And you hear one of the coppers go, So who's the brains of the outfit? Yeah, that's right. And then the black guy just goes, You stupid motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> dumb cocksucker! Like yeah, I love that. I don't know who the way that they got the, the delivery of that line too, it wasn't you didn't go see anyone's face. It was just yeah. you saw all the guns holding to them and you just hear someone in the background yeah. do that. Which, which of you two guys are the brains of the operation? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. And I love the fact that they actually gave us just a little bit of time with those two guys out in the car. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> like they're prepping. They're yeah. prepping to get in there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, I thought that shit was good. It was, it was Well, it sells the whole when, – when the black guy starts yelling at the other dude, it's like – yeah, yeah, we heard the conversation. <laughs> you're right. He is a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I loved it. You also passed. Uh, you're going to bring up maximum overdrive here. I know it, but they're fucking gunning down old ladies. <laughs> and I laughed. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember I'm laughing. Joe's <laughs> Well, I don't know. I well, think quite was- frankly, those guys look like. Some of the warriors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, it was kind of amusing because you knew what was going to happen as soon as they dropped the flower out the front and the guy stamps on it and whatever. You knew something like that was going to happen, but when Grandma <laughs> comes walking down the down the thing, I was thinking, oh, they're not, are they? The next thing you know, boom, everyone's on the ground. I was down. Look, I had a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> Let me tell you something, mate. It's like when um they kill Norris's mate and take the girl. Mm. The guy turns up, knocks on the door and goes, fucking plumbing services or whatever. He opens the door. Quite frankly, he looks like something out of fucking staying alive. <laughs> like, I, am not, I am not opening. If I see him through the peephole, yeah. go, you're not a fucking plumber. Mm. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm not sure the, uh, you know, the bloke with all that many years police service was really, uh, 
up for the job too when yeah. he hears a knock on the door and just rolls over and fucking <laughs> opens it up wide. Doesn't even tell her, you quick, you get in the other room and hide just or in case or something. A gun or just sits there and says nothing. Yeah. Makes it out like we're not there. Yep. Um, I also got a very good laugh out of Dennis Farina when he's in the bar and he's got those two girls and he goes, this is Marlene. She works for a proctologist. Don't turn your back on her. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Farina was good. I loved him constantly running his ideas past Norris. Yeah. yeah. Throughout the film, I think he ends up running three or four ideas past him. And Norris even manages to work up something resembling a smirk at one yeah, point. Yeah. But like when he's talking about, ah, we'll be we'll be selling selling sandwiches outside the outside the game, free games. We'll sell the sandwiches, and then Norris is there going, well, how do we watch the game? And he's there like, ah. and then <laughs> you know he keeps coming. Ah, let me give you these two words: alligator farming. <laughs> I'm just planting the seeds. <laughs> that stuff yeah. was good. Yeah, and again, you needed to have that. Yep. Again, that's probably another thing that helps to round Norris off a little bit here. Yeah, it is. It's the other people yeah, around him. He's got someone to bounce off a little bit, yeah. but he's kind of the straight man to yes. all the the mucking around, and yeah. that's what you need. Although I do want to see Hellbound. Oh, <laughs> I can't Can wait. Norris give us something there in the hell? What about Firewalker with Lewis Gossett Jr.? Yeah. I believe that's a canon picture as well. What was the other one? Forest Warrior where he plays a shape-shifting mountain man or something? What the fuck <laughs> I hear about this one? But now that I have... <laughs> is it on Amazon Prime? I believe it's 96. Oh, about 96. Oh, he plays a shape-shifting mountain man or something like that. Holy fuck. <laughs> That would have been in the middle of his walker Look, run, too. I tell you, like I said, I believe that they just called up. They said, <laughs> Chuck, we got a movie for you. How much? This much? Give the script to Aaron, deposit the money in my bank, and I'll be there. Basically, yeah. I think that's how it works. Uh, yeah. And $70 million later. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, it works all right. Chuck was pretty happy. But talk about it, buddy. Talk about a triple... Triple check. When as soon as I heard Canon picture, Chuck Norris, supernatural, <laughs> fighting a demon, I thought, yeah, that's ticked all three boxes there. That's the, that's all you need to get me. Oh, in. Fuck, mate. The only thing that gets me in quicker is Chuck Norris, Canon picture, <laughs> shape shifting. <laughs> I don't know whether that was counted. So you can split up shapeshifter and mountain man. <laughs> that still checks one each. <laughs> Well, if Cannon were involved, fucking four boxes. <laughs> That's right. Four boxes ticked. Yeah. Uh, I did like when he goes into the pool hall. Yes. And he dishes out a little bit of, you know, Norris-style stick. Yeah. And then they kind of jump him and yep. they beat the living shit out of him. Like, they really do give him a bit of a hiding. Yeah, that was an up-and-down one for me. I had a few things I liked about it and then a couple of things I was laughing at. Oh, it, it, it stank but- of the whole... Everyone take a number and line yeah, up. <laughs> it did, but it gives you, as you said, when he walks in, he delivers a line. And that's one thing I'll give Norris in this one. As you said, the tough guy stick kind of works. They never play it for a, a gag or looking yeah. for a, a great one He's not looking for one-liners, yeah. He's just telling you straight down the line, you know, you keep this up and you're going to fucking have a knuckle sandwich, mate, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he's telling you. And see, this works for Norris. Partially because... Unlike, say, a Seagal. See, Seagal's been trading on that tough guy sort of shit his whole career when he bothered to turn up in his direct-to-video films. But Mm. what I mean with Seagal is with everything that's come out about him and the question marks on his martial arts work and all that stuff, 
and getting choked and shitting yourself. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, never proven. But it, it hurts his credibility. Yeah. And, you know, he runs like a girl and all these memes yeah, that are yeah. out now. Whereas Norris is kind of, he's gone the other way because he's never really, look, Chuck seems like a decent bloke. And that, that makes a difference. Because this is people, a, cause, this, cause we're Cigar, back <laughs> Because Seagal seems like just a, a prick and has, you know, stories about how he was a shit person to co-workers, stories yeah. about how he was slimy with, with female co-stars. Yeah. Where, you know, that's, that's... His reputation sucks. Yeah, people take a bit of pleasure in saying, well, the guy's a bit of an ass and, and picking on him, whereas Norris, seemingly... Decent guy to work with, mm. you know, never had these sort of issues. And instead, he becomes a meme for all the right reasons. Yeah. You know, talking about, you know, Chuck Norris kicking people out of their hair and stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah, All that stuff is plays into his favour a little bit. And all that shit about the boogeyman being afraid of Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, under the right. bed to see if Chuck Norris is under there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and the thing about Norris is, you know you kick your ass. Like, yeah. It's proven... And shown, showcase, his reputation as a martial artist is is top of the line. Yeah, well, so Norris you know is when never... he talks that sort of shit on film, yeah, he would whip your ass. Norris has never turned up to UFC and, and started talking about how he taught someone that kick or that move or whatever. Norris just relies on the credentials that were there yes. before he got into the filmmaking. Correct. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure even now. If he cared to fucking, if he, if, if <laughs> yeah. he cared to take, a, you know, if he cared to get out of his fucking smoky Jawson yeah. chair and his depends and yeah. come down here and whip my ass, if he, he cared would. to get the action jeans out of the drawer and put <laughs> put them on for one, there more would time, be some dust on there, mate. He would, he would pretty soundly and paddle, let me tell you paddle me into submission. If he wants to paddle my ass, lady God, <laughs> fine. <laughs> but hey, hey, just do some quick research there. How old is he? Uh, I don't think he's 84. He's not 85. Why am I calling him 84? <laughs> Christ, I'm over, I'm over <laughs> speculating the guy's age. I reckon he's probably mid-70s, though. Okay. Not even 40. 40. Oh, fuck, but he's, 80, <laughs> he's 82 this year. Okay. No, 81 this year. You're right. You're right. right. So, if he wanted to come down here and paddle my ass at 81, <laughs> he surely could. I think so. But on top of that, if he actually shapeshifts into a mountain, he's a shapeshifting man. <laughs> if he's a shapeshifting mountain man in real life, I'm fucking even more impressed. Are you telling me that you think that film might be more documentary than fiction? I think it's a doco. <laughs> I'm getting the sense it's a doco. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> okay. The car chase, I actually thought was pretty good. Yeah, that was probably and the it's one. Actually, it, um, directed with some skill. That was the one part where I was okay with the with chase happening. The, ca- <laughs> the camera's mounted on the front of the car, so yeah. you're getting those shots of the car sort of, and then it ends with a bit of a nice explosion, you know. Yes. And Chuck, you know, bangs, you know, smash into each other and stuff like that. Like it works out quite nicely. Yes, I didn't mind that one at all. You passed over the bloke getting run over with the boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got a great laugh out of me again. I think mainly because they, uh, they, they took the time. I'm not going to say it was well shot, but <laughs> seeing a shot of him in the water 
seeing the boat coming and they're going, put their hands up and everything. Oh, I laughed, laughed up a treat, that one, mate. It was good. What is it about you and people being <laughs> run over by fucking, in horrific ways by fucking <laughs> machinery and stuff that makes you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking bloke are you? <laughs> Well, if it is horrific, <laughs> I generally don't laugh. But when you portray that horrific situation in an amusing fashion, I can't help it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> instead of putting your hands up and going, ah, maybe try to duck dive or something yeah, so you yeah, can yeah. get out of that Quick situation. Quick dive, mate. I mean, it's, surely it's not fucking 10 feet deep. That <laughs> you right. need to go like a foot. <laughs> get down, mate. Yeah. Jesus Christ. At least give it a crack. Yeah, well, go, go into side fucking paddle and give us a quick yeah, kick. You probably yeah. get out of the way. Yeah, you might be all right. Have you got anything else? Do I have anything else? If it yes. involves a police robot. <laughs> well, it was it was, <laughs> it was uh, the whole sort of playing out that when he gets left on his own. Like I said, we knew it was going to happen, but I think they did, did well enough that him turning up to the final fight on his own, and then you've still got in the background the rookie that he partners up with a bit kind of... Standing up and saying, yeah. you guys are fucking shit. And he had Farina as well. Yes, correct. In the background, ready to go. So um, that was good. One um, other thing that I left out, that I it was a line that I actually liked, the only part of the fucking police robot that I was accepting of, is when they do the showcase of what happened, and then Norris, his response is another, another fucking copper with a gun, no brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he's kind of making a pointed remark at those... You know, the, the corrupt guys. Yep. And I kind of like that. Um, a pity it had to involve Ed 209. Yeah, that's right. I think that was Ed 109. Oh, they hadn't quite, quite developed it just yet. But um, I actually, again, after what you're telling me about horrific situations and me laughing at them, Chuck's head deflecting a pool ball. I, again, I was laughing so hard when the guy picks up the pool ball and they they kind of shoot that quick shot of him whipping the pool ball, a shot of Norris's head, the pool ball bouncing off him at the front, going ah, and kind of hitting the deck. I was just thinking, mate, I can tell why you're still standing after that. It's because your wig kind of <laughs> cushioned the impact. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of. Uh, uh, it's comical. Again, that was part of the up and down, but I did get a laugh out of it. I mean, the last one would come thicker and faster if he got run over by a fucking train. Oh, right. Of course, of course. If after that, you know, if after that pool ball had hit him in the head, someone accidentally drove through the window of the pool hall and ran over him, it might have been in stitches. But you know, you can only take it as it comes. Ah, <laughs> oh, for God's sake! All right, you got anything else? No, that was all the likes for me. Okay, dislikes. As much as they do their best with Norris, it's just he doesn't have the presence. He's only got... I mean, you talked about the movie only getting into second gear and... Chuck's, Chuck's only got a second gear. He doesn't even have a first. He's just stuck in second. And it's going. Are you telling me you can't go up? Can't go up to three once the revs is maxed out. Pretty much, pretty much. You can't. You can't put it into third. Um, even in second, there, it worked for this movie. 
because they worked around it a little bit, but there was still particular scenes where he was kind of left to his own devices. Yeah. And even in that second gear, you could hear the car sort of creaking and groaning. <laughs> All you could hear is... Kind of, you know, on the edge of breaking down or blowing up. And yeah. So I just think, yeah, he's only got... And this is why I was kind of laughing at, at Ebert's review, is that he talks about this subtle performance from Norris, and I looked at it and I'm like, it's the same that he always gives you. He's just level and measured the whole time. Like, well, no- I, I think w- what we made, what the, the, the stuff we, we, we mentioned in the likes is what propels it, propels his performance to be better. Yeah, because that's right. The most acting he does is when he gets kicked in the bar fight and he goes, and hits the ground. That's the only time you see his face change, basically. Yeah. And I mean it. A level stare and measured line delivery, and let me tell you, every line is measured to exactly the same length. There's no <laughs> fucking variation. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't up his. Like, he doesn't get angry. Doesn't get fired up. Doesn't get got it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's Chuck's limitations, and I'm not holding it too far against the bloke because his skill set, as we've spoken about before, when you, his skill set is the the physical stuff, the martial arts. So he's been taken into a realm that he wasn't necessarily familiar with at first. He's been taken out into deeper water. Yeah, that's right. And and he's just keeping the head above. <laughs> he's he's not, swallowed a bit. Yeah, yeah. But he's still out there. Yeah, and so alive. I, it's less about. I don't want to kick him for it, but I can't give him. I can't say the bloke's a great actor. No. Look, at the end of the day, it's not a performance that's that. Impressive. So no. if, if I'm looking at him, even if I'm looking at this film and saying, well, this is actually not bad for Norris, I'm not saying his performance is getting any better. Because no. it's not. It's just being better serviced, better utilised yes. within the, the premise of what he has. Yep. Now, look, the film is just so slow. Yeah. Like, after that opening shootout, I mean, I was on high. I was almost buying Norris stock, and he's 81. <laughs> so he's got no projects in the works, but I thought I'd buy a bit of what was left. Oh, I don't know. Maybe if you start a petition for a Forest Warrior 2, you well, might be able like, to get something Yeah, He's like buying barrels of Exxon. He's <laughs> <laughs> sitting there for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was prepared almost to buy it. Yep. But then the film kind of hits... Like Chuck gets into second gear and never kind of gets out of it. Mm. It just kind of meanders a lot. And, I mean, I would suggest it was even in neutral <laughs> parts of that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. One of the things for me is, and this is, this is what kind of separates it from some of those films, is Dirty Harry had a code, but he still played by his own rules. Yeah. Chuck, he hated all my stories too. Yeah, well, well. he did, didn't he? Fuck, he managed to give everyone a bit of a bit of a fucking whack in, in those movies. Um, but I think the problem here is that Chuck's character plays by the rules, not fucking his rules. He's he's too down the line. Whereas a, a Dirty Harry, you could get a bit of mileage out of throwing a scene in the middle where Harry's got to deal with a crook and he fucking just. You know, blows him away, yeah. blows him away, or smacks him around, or something like that. You, you kind of got a bit of uh, a bit of that action movie stuff out of that. In this one, it just seems like it's pretty boring because of that. Like it, it, it's, you know, the, even the problems with the captain. The captain's yelling at him, but those problems are created by fucking outside 
forces, not because Chuck took it into his own hands and things like that. And then we're treated to a bunch of chase sequences with Chuck thinking, gee, I better be conservative with how I fucking shoot at people and things like that, which is not really Norris for me. Okay, so the situation for It is and it isn't, because Chucky's not a play-by-your-own I get why they do it, but it doesn't work in the Norris... Exactly what you were saying. does not work in the Norris side of the house, because... I know why they're doing it. He, he, I mean, if he's punching the shit out of fucking, you know, crims, he's just as craft as the rest of them. Yeah, you know, that's like right. he's a scumbag. That's right. So they had to sky away from it. But they needed to go with more of a. He has a couple of fights because that's Norris's standard. Yeah. But it's self defense, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's right. And, I, like, as you said, it, it makes sense because that's what the movie's about, the guy that isn't on that side. I think there was still room to find avenues because that's what he ends up going towards when he's left on his own. Mm. He goes into that bar and starts doing that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think there's still there was still avenues to, to do that without painting him as, as bad as the other guys. I mean, you got a sequence like when he lets the girl get taken by the guy that ends up getting run over by the boat. I'm just about to start giggling again. <laughs> about it, but I mean, if he if he grabs the girl with the knife and smirks at at Marion Cobretti like that, that smirk gets quickly blown off his mug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, then he gets run over by a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets a fucking double bagger. But you're right. Yeah, Cobretti. Snaps him in half. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Kicks the shit out of him. And doesn't get in trouble because that guy was in the middle of kidnapping somebody. So it's... But if I remember correctly, Cobretti used to get fucking raked over the coals every time he was in there. I've got it at home, so I've watched it fucking <laughs> 10 times. <laughs> watch it again. You better watch it again. Get your money's worth. Bang for your buck, mate. Well, the way I see it, it cost me 10 bucks, so I'm still going to watch it three more times. <laughs> Okay. To get my money's worth. Excellent. Yeah, agreed. It needed a little bit more of what Chuck does best, yeah. which is to kick the shit out of people. Yeah. And a punch-up on the top of that train would have been great. Yeah. Well, that's right. And that's, you know, getting onto that. I read about the chase on the train on, on some reviews, and it suggested that, that it was done, you know, pretty much as you saw. Yeah. And Which I, is impressive. That is nothing but all the... I mean, it's definitely Norris up there. Yeah, and it's a solid stunt, but it amounts to not much other than them walking on the top, and then when they start punching each other, it's painfully obvious the train's going about 2Ks an hour. Yeah. So it's not that exciting to watch, You need... I mean, a 985, different time period, but like that scene in Skyfall, is it? Mm. But they're on top of the train and they're really walloping shit out of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that thing's going at a million miles an hour. And, you know, they're sort of harnessed in there. Like, yeah. that's how it was done. You know, they're actually just cabled to the train. Yeah. I mean, be, be a little bit Mad Max, mate. You go a bit silly. <laughs> go a bit silly. What's that? <laughs> Drive recklessly on a road. Yeah. You fling, not be close <laughs> off. You fling Chuck off the, <laughs> off the train at, at as fast as it can go. <laughs> And he goes up <laughs> and breaks his leg. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what you got to do. And then your director just goes, oh, shit, <laughs> is he all right? No, what? Yeah, that's right. Don't, Don't worry, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Dr. Davis. Yeah, Chuck's been hurt. I think, uh, no, it's, it's sort of, you know, we say that it's 1985. 
yeah, there's there's something to that, but it doesn't mean you can't get a bit of excitement out of that stunt that you mm. did because it is a fairly impressive stunt. But when I'm watching you walk on the top of the train for 10 seconds and then get back, try to get back in there, and then when I see you having a very average fight on top of the train with this bloke <clears throat> and the train's going super slowly, it doesn't look yeah. impressive. It doesn't get the pulse racing. No, correct. And, yeah, look, I understand apples and oranges, you know, Mad Max made on a shoestring in Australia. Made highly, with the highly <laughs> illegal methods of shooting the film. But also, George Miller, Not when a, someone says to George Miller, Chuck's been hurt, yeah. his response is just tell that fucking pussy to get up so we can shoot the next Yeah, people. that's right. <laughs> so I understand why you probably couldn't have done it. I mean, look, there wasn't a fucking risk assessment to be seen on Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do we do? We drive the car down the air. How fast? As fast as we can. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to do it? Oh, Grant will do it. That's right. <laughs> Page will give it a run. Yeah. yeah I, I understand why they couldn't do it as quick as would have been more appropriate because I'd suggest they probably, you know, things would have been a little bit... Oh, it's dangerous. Tight, very, dangerous. <laughs> it's very dangerous. I don't think we need to kill Chuck. And this is why Chuck probably never suffered a serious injury as, as what was sustained on this Mad Max <laughs> films. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just boring. Yeah, it is. Even really though it's boring. really the centerpiece action set piece, yeah, well, it's it doesn't really work. That's right. Molly Hagen looks about as Italian as I do. Yeah, <laughs> she's supposed to be, isn't she? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Isn't she he is. the Luna family? Yeah. I mean, I look. I knock up a solid bolognese, but that's about, that's about as close yeah. as I get. <laughs> I have to get mine out of a fucking jar. So I am as. Absolutely not Italian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she doesn't look Italian. The crime family's kind of a weird, weird sort of situation. It's classic kind of cop action movie sort of thing back around then. Yeah. To have warring crime families and all that stuff, which at times works okay, but it's also real, real sort of clumsy a little bit too because Henry Silver is fucking, he, he, he's, he's, Missing in action. For... Pardon the pun. Pardon the pun. See where I went with that? <laughs> <laughs> to a better oh, one, I You are good. You are good. <laughs> I know, You're I know, good. I know. But he's missing in action in for a large portion of the film. Mm. So... I mean, Chucky... Poor Chucky's fucking lone Wolf McQuaid for half the film. Like, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I was all bad while I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, okay. But Henry Silver's barely seen. You see the, 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 the Luna, Tony Luna, early on. Yeah. And then he disappears. Yep. Camacho's then brought in and kind of tells a bit of shit at Chuck. Yeah. And then that's it. You know, like kind of. I, you could have got a bit more mileage out of that, probably, the, the back and forth between the families. Yeah, and. And he might have sped things up a little bit. Chuck Norris in the midst of some of that. Yeah. I don't know. As he shapeshifts into into an Italian mafia ball. (laughs) And possibly, you know, at some point we could partner him up with a dog. Yeah. Like, there's so many ways we could have gone here. Oh, man. I mean, Cannon clearly Cannon, would have been open to. Cannon films would have been fucking licking their chops over these kind of ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, come on. Um, 
Oh, good God. I'm going to say about Chuck's hair as well, it had a Lego man quality about it. <laughs> it kind of raised to a, a point at the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not burning mullet, but it's, 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 it's pretty straggly at points and kind of, yeah, there's a funny shape. I love the fact when he... It looks like he's got grug sitting on top of his head or something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, when he gets thrown in the water. Yeah. And then he comes out. I mean, the fucking word drowned rat doesn't fucking <laughs> properly <laughs> cut it. He looks like, yeah, he looks, he looks fucking He looks ridiculous. like a drowned shape-shifting mountain man, some would say. His hair's all plastered down, but quite, you can just tell it's a rug. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Now, am I, look, am I hearing correctly? You yeah. told me for a... a I think we had this conversation and you were you were telling me to get off it. I was I was wrong. I wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. You were not wrong. You need to wear your rug. And the thing is, Chuck, I think it ruined a bit of his sex appeal. To be honest. <laughs> you know, I don't think the ladies were lining up. That's why Chuck's box office went downhill. <laughs> He got twenty million in receipts from all the fellas who wanted to see him beat the crap out of him, but he couldn't get the ladies in because, quite frankly, he looks ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you've put yourself in front, at the front of the line for an ass kicking, and that I've kind of <laughs> taken a back seat here. Yeah. So you can wait. When eighty-one-year-old you get a five-minute reprieve. Holy fucking hands me my ass. <laughs> Tosses me around the room and touch. Yeah, well, he hands you your ass and then makes you turn around and say, Thank you, Mr. Norris. <laughs> and yeah, and then I throw in a cheeky, I love your hair. <laughs> you might get 10 minutes and repeat <laughs> Yeah, I'll get a head start. I'll be able to, I'll be able to leave. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so the hair is a mistake. Yes. I would like to have seen Chuck Ball. Like shaved, shaved at the top. Yeah, I think that's what he should have gone for, but he's, yeah, well past that now. I mean, he couldn't say no, but the problem is he wouldn't have had the connection to from hair to beard. No. Which is somewhat doesn't work for everybody. No, no. He's still ro- rocking the same sort of look. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. Are you saying just he's still bit. using the same rug from Code of Silence? Well, the rug doesn't seem... Now when you see him, it's it's kind of two shades of hair. So. Has it got grey in it? <laughs> no. I mean, fuck, I mean, mate. Like you're 81, at the very least, give us a grey fucking rug. The beard does, but, uh, yeah, it's... No, I, I, I think he was, yeah, he was clinging on to that for a while. Okay. What the fuck's going on with the Prowler police robot? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's also got a skivvy on in that picture. Yeah. Oh, Chuck. Yeah, he probably needs needs to move with the fashions a little bit more. No, Chuck. No. Yeah. That's that's not it. That is not it. No, not at all. Yeah, I don't know. Like, who, who came up with this? It's so out of place. It sticks out like... Top dog's balls. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, it sticks out like Chuck's hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's horrendously 
irrelevant to things. Like, yeah, it like, actually pulls it, it. It gives it more of a canon picture feel <laughs> when what you were doing previously was looking pretty. pretty was good. high the end. Tone was looking all right. Was it high end? I wouldn't say high end, but, but it, it was, was higher end. Look, it was middle tier. It was middle tier stuff. It was higher end, and the tone that you were running with was working. And then you you stick this in there, and it just doesn't fit <laughs> yeah, at and, all. And that sequence shootout in the the dock warehouse, it works without the robot. Take the robot out, and it's still a pretty good scene. Yeah, absolutely. And but, like when when he rolls into that final fight and cracks open the crate. And out it comes. I was just like, <laughs> why? And I know why they were trying to sort of say, okay, Chuck's not on his own, but Chuck should be on his own. Well, that was the whole this point. That's what we were getting it? to. He was and then on his own. We roll out a fucking Parala police. We, we bring out fucking Robocop, and, and Chuck kind of, it just, it felt wrong. Yeah. That that was there. It did. I think even Chuck would agree. I think if we went, if we look back on it, yeah. But I mean, Chuck will disagree for the right price. No, no. I if think. you told him Aaron wrote that part, no, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Norris, his brother, he might slog you, slug you one. Yeah. Well, you've already got a fair bit of uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. to be kind of working your way around at the moment. Fucking, I've got it coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've definitely got it coming. One of the bits I also didn't like is. The young partner goes to the police bar to meet with Norris mm-hmm. to discuss a, a fake shooting, like putting putting a, a gun in the hand of a young kid they killed, mm. so corruption. Yep. The bloke who did it is fucking 20 metres away. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so stupid. Like, why wouldn't you have them have met at, at Chuck's apartment or something? Yeah, it's... It just seemed really strange to do it in the bar. Well, it made sense because they were trying to show that the partner had got a little bit lickered up in the bar and called him up and said, you know, you've got to come along, come and have a couple of beers, and then kind of just dropped the axe and said, I've got, I need to talk to you. Yeah, like, and then like, obviously him taking some shit on the way out from those guys. Yeah, yeah, so it kind of worked in those in that sense. Yeah, I sort of understand what you're saying. It looked a bit ridiculous that the other bloke was there. Maybe it would have worked better if... He had done that while he wasn't there, and then he comes strolling in at yeah. about the same time as Norris does, or something. I don't know. Or as Norris is about to leave, or something. And like they kind of meet. Yeah, at yeah, the door. yeah. That um, probably would have worked. I a think that would have worked out better. Again, the last thing for me was why was that robot worked back in the end, like in the finale? Why? Why was <laughs> the robot required? Why was it in the movie at all? Yeah, true. But why was it even required in the finale? Yeah, because know. my thinking was Norris with a shotgun against this group of guys. That's what you wanted. That that was sufficient for me. Yeah. So, not happy. No, neither was I. <clears throat> Is that everything? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right, that's Code of Silence. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podomatic. Uh, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au or on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and Podomatic when you can. We're also on Instagram at thrillmepodcast. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of our next episode, but until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers.
Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.